I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. team it's the turkey boys here welcome back to enough how are we doing this week uh, good week good mm. week not a lot of celebrity deaths this week ah shit so i guess for the celebrities still living that's a positive i saw that cloris leachman just passed yesterday mm-hmm. who was she was in a bunch of stuff she was none of them are coming to mind now of course I can only remember her from, I believe, the Donald Trump roast. Oh. One of the roasts. Yeah, she was one of those old ladies who would kind of like show up and be like, I'm horny. I'm like the horny old gal. Remember that show Raising Hope that was on Fox for a while? She was kind of funny on that show. I know the title, but I don't recall the show. It was just kind of like an average whatever show, but she was funny on it. Cloris Leachman. She will be missed. Um, what else? Yeah, big week. We got a we got a hot show. A lot of news tonight. Did you see the Godzilla vs Kong trailer? I actually didn't. Ooh, but I'm in either way. Yeah. based on the fact that it'll be right on HBO Max accessibly. It looks dope. Yeah, it looks like just what you want. Like that guy Adam Wingard who did Your Next and The Guest. Mm. Which are underrated. I saw. I actually looked that up and saw that he directed the guest, and it made me laugh because that's such a like. Who? What else has he done? It's like, oh, the guest yeah. starring like that guy who's probably on Game of Thrones, who you forget exists. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of like a horror guy. So they gave him Godzilla versus Kong. Looked like he kind of nailed it. I'm yeah, I think that has that. potential. It uh, comes on to HBO Max at the end of March, I believe. March is usually a pretty okay month for movies, I guess. I know February yeah. is usually the worst. Mm. But January is famously like where they dump like all the true Right, cuz if it wasn't a Christmas movie, typically mid to end of January, the Oscars cutoff is January 15th traditionally. Mm. But this year it's later. It's like yeah, a couple more months. March, the beginning of March, I think. It's weird. That, I just looked this up and I can't remember it. It's weird all that's still going on. Like Sundance, the Sundance Film Festival is happening right now. Virtually. I was going to say not in person, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is like the only time I'm not jealous of all the people who get to go to that because it's not really happening. <laughs> I wonder if they'll do the thing they did last year with South by Southwest where they leak all the shorts onto Amazon. Remember yeah. that? That was fun. That was dope. Yeah, they should do that again. Yeah. Because you can like, watch them all in a day. Shorts are quick. Yeah. But did you see that a live-action Harry Potter 
TV series is in early development at HBO Max. Is J.K. Rowling attached? I thought she was like canceled for being transphobic. I mean, she'll probably just get like a payday. They'll probably throw some rascals at this creatively. (sighs) I did pretend to be a Potter guy. You were a Potter guy. For a while. That was true. That was factual and Mm -hmm. canonical. I only really enjoyed the ones with uh, Voldemort in them. Hmm. And not just spoken about. You really enjoyed Ralph Fiennes' mm. noseless performance. <clears throat> Very powerful work. Yeah, I'm a Potter guy. I'll hang in there with that. I mean, they got that Fantastic Duds and Where to Find Them series Oof. that nobody likes. And now they're like, let's just try a Harry Potter TV show. It's like, when was the last time they started a new franchise? Do you think it'll ever happen again? I was thinking that earlier as I was watching The Dark Knight for the 50th time about how like that's a movie that was made so well. There's such a budget, such good acting, such good everything. Like that's a go to the movies, movie theater kind of movie. Mm. Christopher Nolan would love that compliment. Yes. But big movie, true. big screen, loved it. <laughs> um, I can't think of anything like that coming down the pike at all anymore yeah at all unfortunately christopher nolan speaking of he's you know one of the few guys keeping it alive tenet was like the only original movie or one of the few to come out in 2020 like big budget wise right. everything else is just a sequel a reboot a re um or i'll watch tenet again when it's on hbo which will probably be it's warner brothers adjacent right yeah yeah so that'll be a couple months good rewatch I like it more every time I... Uh, Do you understand it yet, or is it still a mystery? I'm, I got more of a grasp on it. Right, it's still very, you know, weird. Speaking of Tenet, did you hear about Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker from Blink-182 as an item? Hi! They're dating now. Seeing that news actually, like, warmed my heart. It seemed like very, like, 2010 kind of news. Yeah. I was like, are we just time-traveling back to another age? I liked that too. And I like the fact that I actually, while I was working out today, I tracked through the entire um, Enema of the State album. Oh, shit. Which, if you haven't listened to it in a while, it is chock full of good tunes. And my man likes the classics. I do. Yeah, Blink's still good. They got it. They actually they came out with the CD like last year. One of the guys is out of the band, the one who's obsessed with aliens. Tom DeLong, yes. who they replace him with, like the guy from the Aquabats or something? <laughs> the guy from Alkaline Trio, very close. Okay. What was the, there was a guy, the guy from the Aquabats had some involvement with one of them. I think it was, I think, I think he, Travis Barker used to be in the Travis Aquabats. Barker was the drummer. Yeah. But there it is. The Aquabats, for people who don't know, one of the goofiest ska bands out there, but they have some cuts. <laughs> Although I haven't heard it in like 15 years. If I put on now, I'd probably like disagree with that statement. Nah, you'd be in. Speaking of love, Ben Affleck said he's giving up on women unless ex-Anna de Armas comes back asking for another chance. Really? Yeah. According to the Daily Mail. Hmm, I don't think I believe that. Yeah. I mean, this I understand the where his head would be Super rad. <laughs> Coming at ya. W-N-B-C. I mean, Ben, I understand where his head's at. He, he lost an all-timer, babe. He's probably all fucked up about it. I just... Swearing off babes. fucking Ben Affleck. Come on, man. He's yeah. on the wall. Look at him. Right up there on the wall of kings. They're not in order, by the way. 
that I just I figured get the kings up there. Yeah. I have some headshots on the wall above my left shoulder. Um, yeah, I, I don't buy that that quote at all. The UK is the Daily Mail, right? Yeah, they I mean, just they cooked that up. I'm sure he'll be fine. Either he's way, probably, he's probably swimming in it. Yeah. Come on now. Speaking of swimming in it, the the History Channel original series Assembly Required, which is Tim Allen and Richard Karn from Home Improvement doing like a real life like home improvement show on the History Channel that for some reason they can't call Tool Time. It would have been a much more sensical and strong title. But it's called Assembly Required. Did you see that preview? I think I sent it to the team the other day. I don't like how that started at the beginning. I was in shock for a second there because I was yeah, so frustrated. That I played the clip properly. It just and I had it delayed. Sorry. I would enjoy that a lot, great, a lot more if they were actually able to call it tool time. I think that that's silly. Yeah, like it's you know. There's no intellectual property on that. What's the difference? It's like a dog shit idea of a show. It's like a joke. It should be a commercial or a quibby. The fact that they're doing it and it's not called Tool Time is insane. Richard Karn probably has done nothing for the last fifteen years. If I, mean, I had to guess, I think you're forgetting about his very strong run as the host of Family Feud. But he that's doesn't. Fair. He doesn't assault the guests, does he? Like Richard Dawson. <laughs> I, I don't believe so. Good for him. Step in the right direction, as they say. I don't think so, Tim. <clears throat> but yeah, I'll watch that for... I'll watch at least one just to be like, how ridiculous is this? I had See, a question as I was speaking of uh, HBO Max. I was leafing through the other day. They did another one of their like spinoff... Not even a spinoff, but like the ex- ex- like extended special episodes that are an hour plus or whatever. Oh, of Euphoria? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Euphoria, the the focusing on the other character. Like they focused on the Zendaya character for the last one, and it was basically like a coffee and cigarettes type like scene with her and I guess her sponsor from Alcoholics Anonymous sitting in a diner, and it's sort of Hi. a one-scene thing. I shut it off for like 10 minutes. Yeah, I didn't get into that show. They did it again with the trans character whose name escapes me right now, mm-hmm. and Hunter Schaefer. And I just like, is anybody clamoring for this? Is anybody into it? I don't like stuff like that. When they do like a Christmas episode or a quote-unquote special episode, and it's not like really part of the show, they're just like, here's something. I'm like, what is this? What do you want from It's me? always off-putting. They do that with Big Mouth... And I, that's what, that's like what made me not into Big Mouth anymore. South Park did that with the pandemic. Yeah. I'm out on specials. Just give me like a nice app or a series. I, of right. It. Give me a season. Give me a regular episode. I'm, I'm not into the special bullshit. Yeah. It's never like amazing. You're always like, oh, I guess that was passable. Speaking of trans, Elliot Page, uh, Ooh. the <sighs> actor... I love when your joke transitions actually work. That's why it's funny. I keep you on your toes. Like sometimes they're real, sometimes they're not. Um, I guess he filed for divorce after only two years of marriage uh, with his husband, Emma Porter. Do we know who that is? Hmm. No, I think she was, she's like a dancer or something. Okay. I think I saw them interviewed on something once. I guess Elliot is moving on to greener pastures. Yeah. 
I wonder if it was like the South Park thing where like when Mr. Garrison turned into a woman, <laughs> Mr. Slave was no longer interested. <laughs> it could be that kind of a situation. My balls. <laughs> so long balls. There it is. Um, but yeah, good for Elliot. Now uh, he can get out onto the single bachelor scene. Mm. Let's see what's cooking. You just made me wish we were doing a bachelor segment tonight. Fuck. Because The Bachelor is cooking with gas. Is right it really? Now. Is this oh, a hot yeah. season? It's a good one. Wow. <laughs> like, jokes aside, it's to me, it's the best Bachelor season in years. Wow. Bachelorette is usually, I must admit it, I go back and forth on which I prefer. Like, the most recent Bachelorette had no villain. It had just like kind of a bunch of whiny babies, and it wasn't that intriguing. You need a Luke P. Luke P. Chad is my all-time favorite bully. He's basically <laughs> Luke P., but more jacked and more more of a dickhead. And then he spun off the planet after he left the show. He had like sexual assault allegations. He beat up his girlfriend, and then he did like porn, and then he made an OnlyFans, and then he got arrested. Every Chad on Earth is garbage. Uh, the only Chad I can think of is a kid I used to work with at Boston Sports Club who... Was he trash? Was yeah, he... he wasn't great. Yeah, exactly. He, he was a douche, and the, I didn't mind him. I thought he was all right, but then he, what he did was he charged all the clients, not all, but like a good portion of his clients, he charged their credit cards. Chad. Which sent it to his che- paycheck, obviously, for, for sessions. <laughs> and then Chad quit wow. and never came back. And it's like they would have had to go through like his check gets like auto printed or whatever and i think his he got that check and then left mm. and he had probably 15 20 30 sessions that wow. he never did with anybody yeah, see that's bad dude stuff yep chads are fucked up unethical fans if you can vouch for this send us an email enough the podcast at gmail.com yeah we need more inf- if you have a bad chad story that's yeah. the bit of the week or if you're listening and your name is chad i'm sorry and send something in you're yeah, if you're, if you're a good Chad, reach out and prove it to us. Yeah. Like a picture of you at a soup kitchen with a bunch of kids with Down syndrome. Ooh. And you're like building a fort for them or something. And then, then we'd know you were a nice guy. Sounds cool. Listen to Nicolas Cage has a new movie coming out called Prisoners of the Ghostland. Listen to how Nicolas Cagey this summary sounds. He plays a bank robber freed from jail by a warlord to find his granddaughter. However, he is strapped into a leather suit that will self-destruct after five days unless he returns with his granddaughter. Huh? Oh, where are you? <laughs> uh, I'm, Go ahead. I'm, I'm really weird. I don't know if anyone ever noticed. It was bitching. It um, it's him and that woman, Sophia Butella. Who's that babe from, like, Kingsman and a couple other things? I can't recall what she looks like. You'd know if you saw I'm sure. Her. But he he loves being weird. He does. So, okay. Yeah, this one looks like it has a budget. They only have pictures, but this could be one of his good weird ones. I need to watch Mandy again. My Mandy? Off to Mandy's. Yeah, Mandy was very good. Mandy was great. For people who haven't seen it, it's a very, like, weird, psychedelic, thriller that's like violent and crazy mm. did you see when donald trump arrived down in florida at mar largo he was greeted with i guess somebody they didn't sky ride it but they had a i guess a plane flew by with the message that said donald trump worst president ever <laughs> and so he just he must have just gotten off the plane 
and looked up and there it was. And I just, at the minute somebody, this is one of those bits that when I saw it, all I could think about was, fuck, like, I can't believe I didn't come up with that. Mm-hmm. It, like, not that I would have done it because it's probably a grand or more, but stuff like that is very funny. And like, that's the type of thing that probably drove him nuts. Mm. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't even see it. Uh, didn't even hear about it actually no one's even talking Disgusting. about it in the slightest it's kind of fucked up how how some loser did that um but you know we are one week away from the presidency and i think that we're forgetting him more and more by the day mm. which is a great feeling yeah we have a new presidency to worry about filled with uh gamestop stock issues <laughs> And I was wondering if you were going to bring that up. How? Uh, you, so you bought about ten thousand shares of GameStop when it was at twenty three dollars. I did. Okay, so you're a very very rich man. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Cool. How's I'll, that working out so far? Although I did trade the man at GameStop for uh, a copy of X Men. <laughs> fucking X Men Three. Yes. With their, oh, their classic uh, price gouging prices. That's funny. Price well, price. I actually worked at GameStop for fans that aren't you know familiar with my life in nineteen. Actually, it was two thousand three when I worked there, and it was probably the scummiest year of my life. I was like fifty pounds overweight. And barely making my way through my freshman year of college, maybe sophomore. And I was just a total bum. And I worked there alongside a few sidecars whose names will not be mentioned, but like one of them is probably dead. Mm. And it was just such a depressing period of my life where it was like all I did was like eat and do drugs and play video games. And it was almost as if there was no end in sight. Like I had no... There was nothing that I did that provided any value to society. I wasn't creating anything. So I'm, I'm happy that we're here tonight yes. doing the podcast, p- making content. Mm. But yeah, the for people who don't know, the GameStop stocks, I barely even know what stocks are, but I know there's a whole thing going on. I think all this started with our boiler room review a couple episodes mm. ago it got everyone thinking in this kind of got everybody all fired up yeah yeah and they fired up their robin hood apps are you a stock guy you in the stocks uh no nah, not really i have a lot of finance people in my life obviously my both my siblings are in finance and i'm like most of my clients so i hear about it just you know through osmosis Basically, what happened? I this is someone's out there screaming at their radio right now, like that's not how it happened. Mm. But the when companies short a stock, this is the big thing. Everybody having shorts explained to them this week. I've had shorts explained to me, shorts <laughs> explained to me year round a dozen times. I still don't fucking get it. It's like Bitcoin. Yeah, not even like the, the Margot Robbie fucking bubble bath scene in the Big Short. Fucking took. Nope. Yeah, and it never will. And so what I guess they, the hedge fund, there was some hedge funds, one in particular that shorted their position on GameStop shares. And then all these nerds got together on a Reddit thread and they decided to everybody buy as many shares, a couple thousand people buying as many shares as they could afford, which at this current price of $23, you can do a little damage. And they went on that Robinhood app, as you mentioned, and just mm. drove the price up and from all the shares being purchased. 
and the short got screwed up and then the price of stock went from like 23 to I think the high was at $432. Yeah. And people, there was one kid in particular who I think he made like $100 million. Yeah, basically everyone's upset because like the wrong people are losing money. Like the hedge right. fund people are losing money. Well, what money. happened that's fucked up is the hedge fund guys got in touch with, I think there's this company called Citadel that somehow connected to robin hood and then they got the robin hood ceo involved and they basically just stopped trading yeah. they, they made it so that no one could purchase gamestop amc or nokia stock those were the three they were fucking with yeah. gamestop in particular you could not buy gamestop stock yesterday for the entire day you could only sell it and as a result everybody got scared and started dumping it and that made the price drop significantly yeah. and then everyone freaked out and then like Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports went on both CNN and Fox News and all over Instagram and made a huge stink. And it sort of got the ball rolling of everybody being like, oh, this is criminal. And then I think all the CEOs and the hedge fund guys got nervous that they could get in trouble for doing that because it's not legal. And everyone was like, Robin Hood, this is the opposite of the Robin Hood ethos. Well, the guy, Dave Portnoy made a good point. And it's essentially the CEO of Robin Hood, whose name escapes me. I think it's VJ or he's, he's I think he's Indian. One stock. Everybody knows the rules. Hep, he's in. It, he, Dave said he torpedoed his own company. Because now there's their credibility is gone. Like mm. the type, it's not like CEOs are trading through Robinhood. They have their own, you know, trading people. Yeah, because stocks else. are just like gambling, basically. Yes. And it's like, oh, you lost. Like it wasn't going your way, so you shut it down. Yeah, people are like, right. It's the equivalent of like unplugging the Xbox because you're losing the game. Perfect analogy. And you know, now you can trade GameStop again. Let's see what it's at right now. I think it went back up. Ooh, and all this Wall Street talk. Got me wondering about the Mark Wahlberg vehicle, Wall Street, spelled <laughs> W-A-H-L. Hey, how are you? Which sounds like something we joke about, but it's actually a real show that will be a day-to-day -day look at how Mark Wahlberg manages his growing business ventures. Can't wait for it. I think mm. that's going to be an HBO Max exclusivo. Wait, you're fucking with me. Oh, no, that's real. That's a real... We did this... I. You did this one. You brought this up once before. I thought you were kidding. No. This is a real show that's going to happen. Wall Street. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. I get why you Fuck. would think it was. I fat. thought you were fucking around. Yeah, because it has about as much I feel like weight. I found as, out I have herpes. It has like, as much weight fuck? as the wall burglar, which oh. is something that I made up. Um, so yeah, yesterday they drove the price back up to four hundred and sixty-nine dollars a share. So I mean, if okay. you got in. Even Monday, the stock was at 96. If you look mm. at it over the course of the last month, it was $19 on December 30th, 2020. Ooh. Yesterday, at one month, January 27th, it hit, yeah, the 469. January 28th, I guess, was the best. Yesterday. Fucking crazy. But yeah, that's a whole deal. Fuck GameStop. I'm sure they'll work it was a it shitty out. company to work for. And fuck you, Pizza Face. Who was my boss? I don't remember his real name. It's gonna come, Chris. That was a classic, but yeah, years. Something. I or, can't remember it. A year or so after you stopped working there, we drove by the GameStop and you saw your old boss standing outside and you yelled "fuck you, pizza face" driving by. Was it definitely him? I hope so. I think so. I think so because I saw his car. Just calling him Pizza Face. I always enjoyed that that choice of. Uh, that was in the days of like PG insults <laughs> and those mean insults just rolling off the tongue all day. The good stuff. Oh yeah, 
Um, how about that Noah Baumbach deal? Let's talk about something positive. Mm. Noah Baumbach just signed a multi-year deal with Netflix. For those that don't know, he's the director of many great movies like Marriage Story and Francis Ha and Greenberg. and Squid and the Whale. Squid and the Whale is probably my favorite. Honestly, I love all of them. He's awesome. I think he's like one of the best guys out there right now. And him signing with anyone, just him making more stuff, I think is, Mm. is good. And... Yeah, even that one, the Meyerowitz stories, or however you couldn't say, couldn't get into that one. That's kind of like lesser, but still like really good, especially for a Netflix original. The scene in the beginning, it was really well done. Like the scene in the beginning where Ben Stiller and I forget who was his co-star, they're driving around trying to find a parking space in New York City. Sandler, right? Mm. It gave me so much anxiety. I was like, I can't watch this. Yeah, all his movies they're just about like neurotic New York. Workers, yeah, he's, he's good. Yeah, his next film's White Noise, which will starring Kevin Bacon about a professor who makes his name by pioneering the field of Hitler studies, though he's not taking German lessons. Probably star Adam Driver and Greta Gerwig and all his other sidecars. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, really <laughs> excited about the project. And uh, Hannah, I'm here to uh, give it my best. Hannah, I um, hope you all enjoy Patterson. Um, 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 Did you see that Seth Rogen has announced he has a book coming out? <laughs> the, he says he's been working on it for years, and it's called Yearbook. It's got like a fun cover here, all artsy and dope. How quickly will you buy that book? <laughs> Are we going to be back in the book corner with that one? Oh, that's going to be a book corner. I might need to devote a whole episode to the Seth Rogen book corner. <laughs> Um, I'm in. But yeah, I mean, this is something I'll definitely read. Like, I love when a book comes out and it's like, okay, finally, that's something I'll read and finish. Like, and I, I can, haven't had that impulse in a long time. I know. That's why it's such it a comes rare around, thing. It's like, ooh, a, a book that I will want to read and will. Um, what a treat. How about the fact that friend of the show, Pamela Anderson, is getting married for the fifth time. Wow. Are we proud of her? Those are like Larry King numbers. Sean. Sean, my garlic. I can't believe Pam and I never hitched up. We would have been great together. I'm now picturing Pam Anderson and Larry (laughs) King in red bathing suits running down the beach really fast. (laughs) I broke my arm trying to lift up her large breasts. It was terrific. Is hepatitis C contagious, Pam? <laughs> I know Tommy Lee snaked that giant dick into you <laughs> years ago. I've got Tommy beat. You heard <laughs> it here first? That's just my two cents. You think Larry's packing? I do. Or should I say, was packing? He was. R.I.P. Parsons is a big Baywatch guy. He's at home like, I'll be ready. <laughs> that, uh... In his red bathing suit. I love the idea of him still watching Baywatch episodes. I don't see at this moment in time. I bet you he is, along it's, with like the Chicago verse and SVU and all the other procedural nightmares he digs into. It's this so is funny. Us. A show like Baywatch, it only existed as like softcore porn, basically. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. That show has no reason to exist in this day and age, and never would. 
like for a second. <laughs> I 100% edge to that show. Yeah. Like without question. Like Nicole Eggert comes out and I'm like, her boobs are small, but I'm still in. <laughs> like, but they're, they're on the beach. Oh, in skimpy bikinis. How is this even, allowed? Was Pamela Anderson my favorite? I think she was. I remember I got a copy. John Coleman... Yes. Made me a VHS copy of the Pamela Anderson video. Yes. And he gave it to me at school. I think I gave him $20 for it. <laughs> and he gave it to me in junior year in school. He handed me the tape and I put it in my backpack. And then I went to, that was the night of Will's car accident. That's like a junior high drug deal. Yes. Like exchanging a Pam Anderson tape We were like 17. I think we were either 16 or 17. And I remember we crashed the car. Oops. And then I was in the hospital and all that stuff. But like after the fact, I remember like a week later, I was like, I got to get that Pamela Anderson tape back. Mm. And it was just in my backpack. And I think it had like a funny label. <laughs> I, w- I wonder where that is right now. Because like I, my DVD VHR, uh, VHS TV combo is Ooh. probably in the ocean somewhere with fish living inside of it. I know. I wonder if the tape's still in the VCR. Might be. Sounds like a charming Pixar movie. Mm. Greenland? Like the Brave Little Toaster 2? Yes. It's just about us having a toast. <clears throat> um, Did you see that Kevin Hart will <clears throat> star in the live-action adaptation of Borderlands, that video game? I think we talked a couple episodes ago. It's going to be the next Eli Roth movie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nice big budget opus. Teddy Ball Game. Kevin Hart really getting that work. Did they you hear? cannot stop giving him roles. Did you hear him on Howard the other day? I caught way? like a minute of it. It was an awful interview. I'm sure. And Howard's interviews are normally at least like passable, sometimes great. This one, it was just Kevin Hart like going through his daily schedule and talking about how busy he is for like over an hour. Kevin, anyone who owns a television, a laptop, <laughs> or a phone knows how fucking busy you are. You're everywhere. Yeah. And I like Kevin. I met him. Super nice guy. Very down to earth. Mm. And I think that he does have his moments. I do think that he can be very funny. And yeah, I don't mind him. No, it was just a bad interview. It, I was. I just... I'm a little, he's like, he. And, it's funny that he and The Rock have become somewhat of a duo because they're both just, I actually don't hate The Rock either. They're just both so everywhere. I'm less tired of Kevin Hart than I am of The Rock, which surprises me, but it's true. I'm about equal. And that's just, it's, they're both just in, in everything. I've yeah. had it. Like if Kevin Hart somehow permeates the Fast and the Furious franchise, that's when I'm going to hang it up. Yeah, I'm not into that idea. I'm wincing over here at the mere thought of him infecting the familia. Did you see the band The Flaming Lips performed a concert with all the audience members in what are called Space Bubbles? I did see that. In Oklahoma City, which I guess is the band's hometown. I think they've been doing that for a while. I saw that yeah, like, a couple months ago. Like more than just because of COVID, you mean? or No, like since COVID. Okay, okay. Yeah. That, why are more bands not doing that? That seems like a pretty good way to keep the music industry going. Yeah. I mean, I remember having that thought early on in COVID. It's like, let's just give everyone like a bubble boy suit and just Would go you for still it. go? Yeah. I mean, I'd want to leave before it was over. I famously I do not leave. love live music, but. We did, we did that last week about how we want to leave stuff. And yeah. So how do you leave early with the space bubble? Like, what if you get stuck and <laughs> yeah. you're just trapped there? Like trying to eke out. Like, I gotta go. Fuck, buddy. Yeah, that. Um, 
That's wacky. Yeah, the, they're like a really trippy, wacky. The people going to that are probably like, whoa, I can live in a bubble. That's like what, mad chill and shit. Fucking. But that's fine. My favorite Flaming Lips song is Fight Test. Ooh. Is this true? The, yes. Yeah, I feel like they're one of those bands. They probably have some songs I like. I just don't know that it's them or whatever. Have you heard oh this? yeah, I know this song. This song's awesome. Yeah, this is a good tune. They do a good song on the Batman Forever soundtrack as well. Batman. Did you see that Taron Egerton and Paul Walker Hauser are nearing a deal to star in a six-part true crime memoir, In With the Devil, for Apple TV? <laughs> Taron Egerton will star as the author and Hauser as the suspected serial killer. Paul what? Walter Hauser is a great cast as a serial killer. I'm surprised a, he hasn't done that yet. He's like got that look nailed down. He's awesome, actually. There's not Big a fan. movie he's done or even a role he's done. Like even in Songbird, I was like, well, he's okay. Yeah, he was he showed he's up fine. did some work. He's the only one doing work in the whole movie. I love how him and Alexandra Daddario are like uh, an item in that movie. Yeah, very odd. Has she seen yeah. did she see his face in that though? Wasn't it all on the phone? I guess it was yeah. a video chat. Yeah, it's like overdrone. Right, right, right. But yeah, um, for people who don't know him, he was in Richard Jewell and like uh, uh I Tanya. Yeah. He played the guy who crippled Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah. He's like one of the new that guys. He's awesome. He pops up and you're yeah. like, ooh, he's in this. That's good. I am excited to see that. And I like um, I like pretty much... I, I, I was hoping when I heard Hauser, I was hoping you were talking about Cole Hauser. Ooh. But he's a good substitute. Yes. Because as you know, Cole Hauser works like once a year. Maybe Paul Walter Hauser will be in Paparazzi too. I've been waiting for it. I will only yeah. see it if it's at Patriot Cinemas in Hanover, though. So, But yeah, that'll probably be good. And I like serial killer stuff. We'll Me be too, watching yeah. a serial killer movie as the featured review this evening. Is that uh, what that's about? I've watched the trailer without sound, and that's it. So I'm going in ice cold. We're watching the new Denzel vehicle okay, on okay, HBO Max. Okay, okay. It's called The Little Things. Very bad, boring title. Boom. You never know. But we'll see how that shakes out. Michelle Williams and Kelly Reichardt are reuniting for a new A24 film called Showing Up. Oh. This is is news that probably delights nobody but me and maybe Brian. Where's the love for me? But still, we're getting excited. Brian. They did the movie Wendy and Lucy, which is like an underdog indie Classic. Like we said the other day, every movie character ever's name is Lucy, and my girlfriend Lucy is the only Lucy on Earth in real life. Yeah, that's true. It is a big movie name. And then there's like actresses named Lucy, but it's very clearly just a stage name. Mm. So. Kelly Reichardt, her last movie was First Cow, which I enjoyed a lot. And it's now on. I shot that. I think it's on Showtime now. Any fans want to check? I it remember out? seeing the trailer for that and just thinking about you immediately and laughing because I was like, "He's gonna love this." <laughs> <laughs> that always gets me when I can like peg a movie that you're gonna dig. Yeah. I'm never wrong. I feel like like I we're gonna talk about it in reviews, but I want to hear your thoughts on Wildlife because I really dug that movie mm. and I think you probably liked it even more than I did. 
We're going to leave that as a tease for the fans. We'll be talking about that later in reviews. Um, Did you see that rapper Kodak Black, who was recently pardoned by Donald Trump, I guess he had a tweet that he put out right before he went to prison that said he would donate a million dollars to a charity if Trump pardoned him. And he said, I say that on everything. Hmm. And then the minute he got out, he just deleted that tweet and tried to pretend like it never <laughs> happened. And now everybody on the internet's like, what about that time you said you were going to donate a million dollars? I love yeah, his thought process. Like, mm, I should probably go ahead and delete that tweet real quick. <laughs> no one will remember this. Like, hey, buddy, give the million. I'm sure nobody screenshot this or anything. It's, it's everywhere. Mm. I'm going to send him a tweet right now. I mean, Kodak Black, you should let me use your Twitter account. I can't tweet. That, that's fucked up. Poor Kodak. And what else do we have here? News wise. I think that's all. Oh, wait, no. Rapper T.I. Tell, tell me his, about T.I. His wife were recently accused of human trafficking. There are many women coming forward saying that T.I. Like they were at one one one. It's like a Chris D'Elia type accounting where the woman is saying she was backstage at a T.I. show and she was 16 years old and they were coercing her into sex acts and like doing all sorts of terrible shit. And then she they were trying to give her alcohol and drugs and she just left. Hmm. And then there's other girls saying they like didn't. And I don't know. He just it's it's not looking good for T.I. Wow. I can't believe the star of Takers (laughs) T.I. is up to no good. God damn. He's actually in a lot of movies. He has a recurring role in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's in like the Ant-Man movies. Yeah, and he's uh, a pretty big part of the Showtime show with Don Cheadle. Black Monday. There, No, the other one. <laughs> Is Don Cheadle on House two? House of Lies. House of Lies. Oh, yeah, he did have two Showtime shows. Yeah. God damn it. Don Cheadle doesn't stop working either. Did he fucking sign his life away to the Showtime Network? I haven't seen him in a movie since he started House of Lies, so maybe. True. Well, he does those Avengers, but those are basically nothing. Right. Those are just like, he's contracted. But speaking of fucked up dog shit Showtime shows, folks, it's time to get excited for City on a Hill all over again. Season two of the Bean Set crime drama starring Kevin Bacon and Aldous Hodge. Returns on Sunday, March 28th. I thought this show... Fuck yeah, kid. That's right before opening day. I thought it might have got canceled, so I was happy to see that it's fucking... It's coming on back. Kid, I'm going to be sitting outside the garden with, like, all the beers. I was going to watch the fucking season premiere at Fenway Park with the the show broadcast on the fucking monster. You in? How about we watch, like, the first half at the monster? Okay. And then... We go to the greatest bar and get so drunk that they throw us out, and then we watch the rest of it oh, all projected right. off the 7-Eleven where all the homeless people try to buy crack. Oh, all right. Like, it's going to be a good night. And then maybe we can watch Tom Brady play in the Super Bowl. And even though he's not on the Patriots anymore, I feel like in the Super Bowl, before he wins, he's going to reveal that he's been a Patriot this whole time, and it's going to be dope. Holy shit, said. kid. Like, he's going to take off his fucking helmet. Exactly. And then, like, underneath... That helmet is yep. a Patriots helmet. It's exactly and then, what like, I was he's thinking. He's gonna peel off his uniform, yep. and it's gonna be like number twelve. And then underneath, it's gonna be like, "Let's go!" Sure. 
he's gonna talk about how he was in the Entourage movie, and I'm gonna, <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, "That's cool." <laughs> he's in. You have enough. <laughs> the Entourage movie. Yes. Oh God. He really. He mastered the world of sports, entertainment. What can he do? Oh, fuck. We're kid. fucking back. Kid, we're back. Oh, I, I needed more of it. I'm, I don't have any other news, and I figured we could just do this a little bit more. Fuck you. There's another 52 seconds in this song, kid. What do you say? We go down to Southie. We get a pitcher of margaritas at local. Yep. And then, like, we go around and, like, try to find some college girls and, like, see if they want to let us get them pregnant. Kid, sounds fucking dope. Exactly. And then, like, at the end of the night, we get in a fight, and then, like, my cousin will come bail us out. Kid, I only got one question for you. Whose car are we taking? Okay. This is, like, our new best bit, by the way. Like, <laughs> okay. we got nothing else. Like, I just hurt my throat doing that. That let's go, and yeah, that worth went every... for a little too long. <laughs> it was worth every second. <laughs> was it? It was. I needed it. Well, we'll get fans. Let let us know in the comments of any of our Instagram posts or in an email to enough the podcast at Gmail. What do you think about the two Boston guys bit? Because if you like it, we could do that for probably an hour at a time, and you know it's a good it's a good filler and it's a lot of fun. So, and that Entourage movie joke made me laugh really hard. So usually we come up with something that's really fun, and we've gotten a, I've gotten some positive feedback. So I feel like there's got to be more people out there who are from this area who get a kick out of it. Did you see John Boyega and Robert De Niro are teaming up for a Netflix original called The Formula, which will follow a Formula One prodigy turned getaway driver? What happens? Like one of them's handicapped and like needs a guy to help him and like he comes and gets the job and like he's really rough around <laughs> the edges and then they turn into an unlikely duo. Sounds like a green light. Mm. I just love this headline. They were like, De Niro and Boyega are teaming up. <laughs> it's like, who gives a shit? How old is that photo of De Niro or is it de-aged? Oh, yeah. I think that's from like Midnight Run. That looks very old. Yeah. That's definitely a photo from the 80s. But yeah, I don't know. So many movies Boyega that get announced get these days. I'm just like, this? Like, these two people in that movie? Like, what? No, thanks. I, I don't get it. Fucking boy it's about as stuff. relevant as Lady Gaga Oreos, which are a real thing. They yes. released. I've been getting. I've gotten several sponsored ads for them on Instagram. Kid, do they taste like her? Fucking. <laughs> I'm not gonna finish that. But you get it. I was hoping you would do your Bradley Cooper, Star Is Born voice. But if you're not in the mood, I get it. I mean, I wouldn't want to disappoint the fans, <laughs> or you for that matter. You stole my voice. <laughs> you stole my bit. That, uh, I mean, I've had some Lady Gaga Oreos. I think they're delicious. I just wanted to get another sleeve for you. <laughs> trying to think of Oreo bits. I'm I, kinda just, <laughs> running I just wanted to get another cool down meal for you. <laughs> Yes, pint of ice cream, gallon of milk, sleeve of Oreos. Uh, I like where this guy's head's at. I can hang with you. You and me, Bradley Cooper. Don't hang yourself, buddy. Come down the nook. I uh, kind of think we're like a duo now. <laughs> it's kind of fun. <laughs> a star is fat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know two guys who are falling out of their chair right now. One of them's screwing his leg back in as we speak from laughing so hard. And the other one is unsubscribing. 
Fuck you, Ang. <laughs> you fucking. Did you see the. <laughs> the <laughs> the ba- <laughs> 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 Did you laugh. see the. The Bam Margera's Bentley got stolen. And, fucking and, April and Phil. <laughs> and some guy <laughs> stole it and then drove it into a house. And what the fuck? <laughs> it's like completely. <laughs> fucking. To insult me for fucking Ryan Dunn's death? Fuck you, man. Hulk Hogan tweeting him like, Bam, I'm gonna miss you, brother. And he's like, I'm still alive, Hulk. That's <laughs> yeah. one of my favorite bits of all time. But yeah, yeah Bam is notoriously my stunt pick from when I got really cocky in the death pool. And I was like, I had like four deaths in a row. And I just was like, fuck it, Bam Margera. Like, I'm like Babe Ruth calling a home run. Yeah. And it was a bad idea. Because he was on Badway Boulevard, as you say, when I picked him, mm. like in and out of rehab, like puffy as a goldfish. And then he kind of looked, started looking better and like doing cameos and like he got, I think he's like kind of, kind of sober now. Mm. So I think I really, really, it's like your Ghislaine Maxwell pick. Like it'll yeah. just sit there forever. Yeah. Her just safely in the confines of that prison cell, like not getting killed by the CIA. I know. I thought I had that made. Or the Clintons. When you have to pick a new person, it's such like a tall order. You want to be like. Oh yeah. Yeah, like if Bam died, you'd be like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, a seer of the future. I, I'm death actually. <laughs> like if Bam died after you picked him, you'd be like. I would think. I have powers. I was starting to th- get really cocky. Yeah. The death pool. I haven't. You had a huge run. You had like three run. within like a couple months. 2018 was a big year for me, and 2019 was a bad year for everybody. In 2020, I don't think I've had anybody in 2020 either. I'm looking at it right now. Mm. My last death was, I guess Ruth Bader Ginsburg was on my list, but I remember that being at like a, a shitty time in the pandemic, and it was like I'm not going to celebrate this woman's death because now Donald Trump gets a Supreme Court pick. So it's like I won a hundred dollars, but like the world will change forever for the worse. And yeah. it's like I remember Lucy looked at me and was like, please don't celebrate this. I know that you won the death pool, but like we don't want her to be dead. Yeah. Completely fair. That's that's like part of when you're picking one. You don't you want to be able to like kind of join the celebration. Yeah. And not be like Well I knew she yeah. was gonna fucking die. I'm not gonna not yeah. Get Randy Jackson's autograph. I mean, that's where the death pool gets gritty. It's yeah. Part, it's, part of, uh, it's part of the whole thing. Like, Dick Van Dyke is hanging on by a thread. I need him to go. He's one of those guys, I feel like he died like 12 years ago, but <laughs> he didn't? He's almost 100. Just that name. That name sounds like it should it be dead. It sounds dead. Yeah. <laughs> like Norman, Dick Van Dyke. He, Norman Lear is somehow still alive. Yes. Dick Cheney is on like his fourth heart. He's still alive. Jerry Adler from The Sopranos. His birthday was this fucking week. He's Ooh. 92. Happy He's still birthday. alive. And obviously, Bam Margera will haunt me forever. Jerry Adler on The Sopranos. He played Hesh? Yes. Yes. And that's about it. Legendary sidecar. I think of, of everyone's picks, Charlie Sheen is Cod's pick that'll never die, at least not for another 30 years. Yours is um, Ghislaine. Mine's Bam Margera. Everybody else has a pretty good roster. It's good to have a wild card, though. They're fun. Spice it up. It's yeah. very fun if your wild card dies. Everybody else played it safe. Who was my most recent pick that I replaced you, Larry King with the other uh, day? Gene Shalit. Yes. Who was a movie critic? I thought that was fun. Or a food critic? What the fuck was he? Was he on the Today Show or something? Yeah, he's the wacky movie critic with a big mustache. Oh, yeah. I'm Gene Shalit now. Is <laughs> the only way I know of him. Yeah. He's one, like, if he dies, like, that'll be a laugh. And we can all enjoy it. We're already Gene. getting 
panicked texts from Monty looking for the new episode. So that's good. That's good news. Ooh. I mean, I don't think there's much more news. Zach Braff joins Gabriel Union for a Cheaper by the Dozen remake? That news kind of startled me and the opposite of delighted me. Fans, I actually like the Steve Martin Cheaper by the Dozen movies. Saw both of them in the theater on Christmas Day, two years apart. Fun fact. And I think some fans and friends of the show were there with me. At least Will was. Hey, buddy. I think I was there for one of those. Yeah. Can't remember. You know, they're... For, like, kids' movies, they're fun. I don't what do you wanna, like about them? I don't want to watch Zach Braff and Gabrielle Union, like, wrestling. Is Kenny Barris directing that? He wrote it. He wrote it, okay. And he might be directing it. I was going to mention that because I know he's your guy. He is, yeah. I like him, and I noticed he retweeted it or reposted it on Instagram. So if he's involved, I'll see it. I like his work ethic. He seems to just like churn oh, out yeah. scripts. He never stops. Every other movie that comes out, it's like, oh, this was written by Kenya Barris? He He's... co-wrote that movie, The Witches. That fucking dog shit. Did he really? Hathaway. Yeah. It was a That's remake, but still, I mean, he's getting credit for rewriting it. But yeah, I... Zach Braff, Gabriel Union. Enjoy. Have a nice life. Um... Glad they're getting work, I guess. Uh, O.J. Simpson got his vaccine today. It's good to see, I guess. Years ago, we murdered our wives. <laughs> That's what O.J. doesn't tell you. You don't just stab her a lot of times outside of the house and then lie about it and mm. go to court with good lawyers and get away with it. You gotta steal all your memorabilia back from some guy in Vegas Ooh, and then fun. get sent to jail embarrassingly and then get out and create a Twitter account and just troll Nicole's family for the rest of time reminding them that you're alive and she's not. I'm just saying. You, hey. gotta, you gotta take it. Hey Twitter world. Yeah that was kind of fucked up. He his existence both Cracks me up and makes me furious. Yeah, I know that exact feeling. Yeah, like when I see people start retweeting when he does something wacky. And yeah, like I'll laugh just at the fact that it's happening. Then be like, fuck, this guy fucking sucks. And he shouldn't still be alive and or free. No. It's just like, yeah, it's funny, but it's also fucked up. He frankly. should absolutely be dead of lethal injection. In my opinion. Like, there's no way he didn't do it. You're just saying. I'm just, I'm tired of him. Yeah. Orenthal James. And Army Hammer dipped out of another movie due to his cannibalism allegations. <laughs> I like that. He really spiced up the allegation game. Most of it's just sexual nature. He's, he brought cannibalism to the table. Yeah, he he's stepping it up. I respect that. We yeah. needed, we needed that. Yeah, so he's out of that J-Lo movie. He's also out of the movie that was going to be about the making of The Godfather with him and Jake Gyllenhaal and some other people. He's you getting out of that. like a man? Yeah. Mm. He'll no longer uh, get that work. That might be it news-wise. You got some shots? I only have one shot this week. That's good. A movie called The Empty Man. Which I rented from Redbox. Oh, you didn't finish it. I thought you finished it. 
I basically did, but it's a shut. I needed to bring it here. This movie, I loved the first 20 minutes of it. I was like, this is like, it has a shitty title. I read a good review, went for it, and was like, I'm glad I did. This movie fucking rocks. I was texting you about it, like... I had my finger on the fucking trigger about to rent it myself. Yeah. I'm really glad I waited a little while for you to f get in there enough to let me know it sucked. Because, yeah, and then it's like The Departed, where it has a huge 20 minutes of full movie, and then the credit sequence, and then the movie, it's basically like a different movie, which is very bad, and, like, ruined the earlier part, and... You just hate to see it. I thought I was watching like a classic. I'm telling everyone about it. Then it's just like. I hate when that happens with a show. When you tell everybody after you watch the pilot and then it's bad. Yeah. It's like embarrassing. That's why I started texting you immediately. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You didn't rent it yet, did you? Like, let's like hold your horses. Because, oh, I would have been so pissed. Yeah, because it's becoming the movie that I thought it was going to be based on how bad the title is. It's like, it turned into kids being like, if you say the empty man three times, he fucking pops by. How many of those movies do we need? Fucking Candyman did it. That's the end. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, like the boogeyman, the bye-bye man, the fucking kudja guy. It's just, the it's horrible. Hat guy. Yeah. And not even our boy James Bajdale could save it. He did his best. And it's just you and me now. <laughs> he's, he's putting all his energy into high tone. I get it. Ooh. Another bean set crime drama. We can do it again, but I, I gave myself a headache doing that voice, so I'd like to relax. Yeah, that's a one-off. Um, <laughs> I have some. Sh I have four shots this week. Hit me, baby. I shot off a movie called The Single Man or A Single Man. Oh, with Colin Firth. Yeah. That is, uh, and that's directed by Tom Ford, that like designer. Right. Well, we Lucy and I Friday night last week, or maybe Saturday, I don't remember. We watched Nocturnal Animals, mm. which is his second movie. It's a good. It's good. It's not great. It's. To me, it's very derivative. Lucy was like, I feel like I've seen this before. And I was like, oh, that's because you have 11 other times. Yeah. It has, yeah, it has it's something such a, going it's on. It's such a meets. Yeah. It's every little thing. He just, he's a fucking fashion designer. So, I mean, yeah, he's got a good eye and it's stylistically, it was cool. Hmm. But the script was kind of wooden and it was just clearly like lift, nocturnal animals. I mean, it just felt lifted. Yeah. And then a single man was just really boring. So I shut that off. I don't like Firth. The... I shut off the Tiger documentary on HBO Max. Ooh, I liked that. Couldn't get into it. I wanted to do it because you watched it. I figured we could talk about it, but I couldn't even make it through the first episode. You should maybe just start with the second one. Because that's the one that has okay. all like the scandalous the sex Hewis. stuff. Yeah. I shut off a movie. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. I'll watch the second one and then we'll revisit. I didn't even I almost didn't want to count it, but I did. I shut off The Quarry with Michael Shannon and that guy from Boardwalk Empire who I can't I remember his name. Can't believe you shut this. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> and then I shut off Chadwick Boseman's posthumous release, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, because Ooh. it's probably going to win an Oscar. So I figured I'd at least try to watch it. Now I get to root against it. Which I is watched fun. that. Another movie that's so clearly based on a play because it's just like. like I hate that. Arduously unfolding. I, I don't like that. I really don't. It's never good. Fences was a slog. Yeah. And like, why is Viola Davis attached to every movie like this ever? And I think she's fucking outstanding. I think she really, she's very good. But it's like, get her out of here. Even in this, like watching it, it's like, wow, she's like very like compelling to look at. She's like going for it. But this movie, I don't know. It's just. It's a turkey. Yeah, she's like the singer of this band. And it's all about her trying to like finish doing this song. I don't know. No thanks, not for me. Yeah, it it was okay if you're um, into such things. 
But that's all my shots. And I would love to take a break right now and come back with our Little Things review. Folks, we'll be right back. Whoops. Stupid fucking bottle mouth cunt! We're back. Woo! We just watched a movie. I made that sound out loud several times watching this movie. I don't know if you noticed. I was just sitting there going like... I'm going to do everything I can not to just go through the motions on this review and to actually try to be funny. Yeah, we talked about it before, and we just watched the brand new movie called The Little Things. You can watch it on HBO Max, and it's in theaters, I think, whichever ones are open. Right, I mean, there's three in the state. Actually, they're allowed to reopen now in Massachusetts, I think. Ooh, but yeah, this is a movie famously was written in the 90s and was like shelved. Can't imagine why. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was really snappy. I don't know why everyone wasn't chomping at the bit to get this done. But yeah, the guy who wrote it, I forget his name, but some... Some understudy of Andrew Kevin Walker. Yeah, like some guy who's... He did a couple of things of note, but he wrote this serial killer movie in the 90s. No one wanted to make it. And I guess they just ran out of things to make and were finally like, sure, go do that thing you wrote. And uh, they got Denzel Washington to star in this picture. Who is on my wall of kings to my left and one of my top guys. Are you thinking about taking him down after this picture? No, never. But he couldn't save it. I'll say that much. He really couldn't. Even in like the genre movies where Denzel is slumming it, which is like 70% of the movies he makes... This was like a, a slog. Yeah, I, I don't know who or what goes into his decision-making process, his selection process, I should say. But this movie just, it was a movie, like you said. I mean, I, I wrote down, okay, okay, okay. And then I wrote, I hate Rami. Hey, Rami Malek, he's like mainly the star of this movie. Denzel like is the star, but they kind of sideline him for a lot of it. And it's like the Rami Malek and Jared Leto show. Where they're both like trying to be the more off-putting screen presence, and they both kind of succeed. But yeah, Rami Malek—he's a very distracting actor. I don't like listening to him talk. It's his teeth are too big for his head, and, and you can see them just trying to break free from his face. Yeah, he's just like—I don't know—I just don't like seeing him and stuff. And he's not—I don't know how he's an Oscar winner. It was just. He's such a fan of mischief, one might even say. Mm. And Jared Leto, he's the other guy in this movie, who I don't even mind in general, but he's kind of like a similar to Rami Malek, like hateable, real-life person. Yeah, when he arrived on screen, I was thinking, okay, he's interesting-looking, he's got a fake nose, mm. I think he's going to save this picture. And I even said it out loud, and I was very wrong. Yeah. Because he does not save it. If anything, he makes this movie meander even worse. I said, you know, it's... 
there was like Rami Malik and Denzel are like they're not friends. They're both like opposing cops. Did you do a summary? I wasn't even fucking listening. No, I don't even know how to summarize. It's just it's a serial killer. Movie. Serial killer, and there's two cops who don't like each other, and they're going after them. And then in the end, they do like each other. And there's some spoilers if you want to watch this movie. Go, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, like them as a duo. It's just like it's not working. I felt bad for Denzel. He's like, oh, I got. He was doing sh- all the heavy lifting. Yeah, like I got to share the screen with this twerp just because he won an Oscar for lip syncing in that Queen movie that everybody hated. It is time to take a stand. You know what's annoying about movies that are coming out now with no competition whatsoever? It's people are going to talk about this like it was good, based entirely on the fact that there was just nothing else around. It's office yeah. hot. That, that old saying. Yeah, just because like, it's well, new. Well, it's here. Yeah, I was excited to watch it. Me and... too. I thought there was a chance it would be great, and it really wasn't. And I don't... John Lee Hancock, the director, and he... he the direction was fine, I guess. It was just average as hell. Yeah, like it looked okay. He's the guy who did The Blind Side, for those of you who are fans of sappy, you know, Sandy interracial Bullock. Sandra Bullock movies. Yeah. But yeah, this movie was going for like a seven type vibe, right down to like they kind of steal the whole third act from seven. They stole the first act too, really. Like with going <laughs> yeah. down the hallway with the flashlights, and then like the they're out in the open field, and who knows what's gonna happen. It's just them and the killer, and to the point where I thought like, was this the script for that unproduced sequel to Seven called Eight that we were joking about a few episodes ago? Like, it, it was just like so here's too much. The idea Eight. Yeah. And yeah, just so dull. Like, a movie like this makes you appreciate a movie like Seven or Zodiac even more. Because yes. it's, it's tough to make, like, investigative stuff interesting. Because this movie tried and failed like I haven't seen in years. It was not good. Yeah, like I, I would give it one bag of popcorn. I had very little to no fun watching this movie. Yeah. I had fun, like, bidding Jared Leto and Rami Malek. It was basically a movie that was ripping off Seven and Denzel Washington just driving around in circles for two hours, <laughs> being Denzel. Yeah. And if that's enough for you, sign up. HBO Max, The Little Things. Yeah. One out of ten. I wish it was an hour shorter and 4,000 times more interesting. Mm, agreed. I'm glad you hated it, too. Someone yeah. we know is going to love it, and I'm just going to say I don't want to talk about it. And also, fans might know, I like to shout out the score for a movie. This movie had a notably bad score, in addition to everything else bad going on with it. Dog shit score. Hate really, it. Really nothing there. Yeah. There was, there's nothing about this movie that I can say positive about. I guess it looked okay. Yeah. That's about it. Like, I struggle to... I'm, I'm, I'm probably eight to ten people, because everybody knows we like movies... I'm going to get a lot of people questioning or asking me if it was good and if they should watch it. And I'm probably just going to come up with like a Joker type business card that says what I really believe and just hand it to people. Yeah. No. It's like watching nothing. You've seen it before if you've seen a movie in this genre. Yes. In your life. Next. What else did we watch this week? Something a little better. I finally checked out a Scotty Blind Spot that's now on Netflix called Wildlife. I like this one a lot. It's been about two years since I've seen it. Mm. So 
I'm it's rusty. It's a very like workmanlike drama type movie, mm-hmm. which was directed by Paul Dano, notably, and written by him and his wife Zoe Kazan, also notably. Little power couple who adapted this famous book called Wildlife by an author whose name I can't remember. But yeah, it's Jake Gyllenhaal, Carey Mulligan playing parents. It's mostly about their son. Like, it's like a coming of age type movie where he's like learning about how his parents have difficulties through a variety of things. And. Just kind of like a classy, old-fashioned picture about like real people trying to find work and live and be happy on Earth. I really enjoyed it. Carrie Mulligan and Jake Gyllenhaal kind of nailed it, and it has a good kid performance, which They're I almost never duo. say. Like normally, the kids in movies, I'm like, oh, this kid doesn't have chops yet. He's not act. The kid in this movie was good. I yeah. like tied everything together. It was believable. The whole deal. That's on Netflix now? Yes. Okay. I got to rewatch that. I remember really liking it, recommending it to you. Mm. Here we are in the future. You, you watched it, loving it. Yeah. Great ending. Now on Netflix. Check it out if you're in the mood for a, a classy, realistic drama, mm. which we know you are. Right. what else did we watch this week? We watched that Darren Aronofsky-produced uh, documentary about the old folks' home in Florida called Some Kind of Heaven. We did. Um, behind the gates <clears throat> of a palm tree-lined fantasy land, four residents of America's largest retirement community, The Villages, Florida, hmm. strive to find solace and meaning. Yes. And I thought that was, I thought it was, it looked cool. I thought it was kind of interesting. A little slow, like a documentary can tend to be, but it had that Darren Aronofsky, the director of The Wrestler, feel to it. Yeah. I actually liked, yeah, it's not like normal documentaries where it's like people talking to the camera. They kind of just like put a camera in the room with old people who are characters and like let them do their thing. It was kind of unfolding like a, a Derek C. in France movie mm. where it was just like I was buying it as a movie even though it was just a documentary. And yeah, they had some fun characters. That swinger guy and like the tan guy who's getting into drugs in his 80s for the first time. Him getting arrested with cocaine on him. Yeah. That was funny. Him saying he forgot that he had it in his wallet and that's why he shouldn't be in trouble. It's like, well, you know, he's like, well, someone gave that to me and I, I didn't remember that I still had it. Great old man excuse. I'm surprised he didn't get away with it. Yeah, I would have let him go. I'm old. I'm confused. Swarm, swarm. Yeah, so that's some kind of heaven. Mm. Uh, I believe I paid for it. I think it was six ninety nine on iTunes, which is steep, but this will be free in two weeks. Yeah, Hang in there. If you like the idea of a documentary about like charming old people, mm. it's definitely worth a watch. Darren Aronofsky being involved made me think it was going to be like a sob story about like Ellen Burstyn in Requiem for a Dream type characters at the end of their life. But it was actually, you know, kind of funny, enjoyable. Good slice of life type doc. That is some kind of heaven now on iTunes. It'll probably be on Hulu in like a week and a half. Check it yeah, out. Probably. And we also snuck in a very forgettable little horror movie called Don't Tell a Soul. Yeah. Which you can now find on iTunes. Also, it, Rain Wilson is the main guy in this, and he was. Um, Middling? 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's Dwight in The Office, for those who don't remember. Yeah. I didn't like this movie very much. I thought it started off interesting. It's basically like Don't Breathe meets Stranger Things, but kind of it's, less compelling. Yeah. Then even Stranger Things, which is tough yeah. to do. It's two thieving teenage brothers stealing money to help their sick mom match wits with a troubled security guard stuck at the bottom of a forgotten well. Mm. And there's some twists. It's got Mina Savari in it from American Pie. I was laughing at the idea. She's not even that old, but she's already playing like bedridden old mom roles. Yeah. Like she's. I was hoping it was more of like the fact that she was a drug addict that kept her bedridden. Oh, because yeah, she's that. our age. Yeah. So it's like, oh, God. Yeah. I was like, is she supposed to be older than she is? Because she's like, <laughs> this is like kind of silly. I liked that this was a brisk 80 minutes. I wrote that down even. Mm. It's just like more movies should be 80 minutes. Yeah. I didn't love this, but I did respect how I thought it was going to be like supernatural in some way. And it's just it's not at all. It's just like yeah. a standard horror thriller. Yeah. It was, like, it was nice that they didn't work that in because that sucks. Yeah. But also this movie didn't seem fully thought out. I remember when I was getting towards the end, I was like. It's one of those movies where towards the end, it seems like they were just like, what if this happened for some reason? And it's just like a twist city. Yeah, they threw in a couple dumb twists. I don't know. It was when it's free. Give it a look. Give it a look. I will not advise you to rent this. Yeah. I thought it was like, okay at best. Right. Definitely falls apart in the second half. I hate when we have a week where we have like three mediocre movies or one bad movie and two mediocre movies. It's a bummer. Mm -hmm. Like. I was hoping we'd be riding high, but looking mm. forward to the Photoshop, though. Is it going to be like, I don't know, each of our heads photoshopped into one of Denzel Washington's sunglass lenses <laughs> okay. with OK, OK, OK on the bottom? That sounds beautiful. Yeah. It sounds like an artsy piece that should be in a museum. I don't have any Denzel sound drops, do I? <laughs> okay. You're giving me the it's not you, it's me routine? <laughs> That's <laughs> as close as I got. That's a fun one. They, they did they did that thing in the little things too where they say the title of the movie a bunch of times mm. not to not I don't want to go back to it but just I wanted to say I don't like that yeah it's cool when you say it once and when the title's cool the little things is just nothing mm. the name of my client's wedding planning company Ooh. and I think that's a good name for a wedding planner because it's like a little it's detail oriented yeah that so makes sense. that's all I could think about when I saw that title hmm you watch any TV of note this week? Not much. Bachelor, as I mentioned, still good. Ooh. We've been watching a lot of 90 Day Fiance. Um, show. Not by choice, but it's fun, I guess. I've had phases with that show where like a certain season or a couple will catch my attention and I'll watch for a while and then I'll just tap out again. It's cool because she's probably watching it right now and I don't have to be anywhere. Yeah, it's like, like, what did I miss? Right. <laughs> like, I don't... I don't know. It's there's not a lot out there. That's why everyone we know is probably watching little things this weekend. So mm. I'm hoping they listen to this podcast and it ruins it for them. That's that's good. Yeah, nice honestly, on the parade, like watch anything else. Also, while we're talking about it, if you have HBO Max, don't watch the little things. Instead, watch Search Party, which just finished season four on HBO Max. Great show that I feel like nobody on earth but me watches. You like that tall, awkward guy. He's good. John Reynolds. I think I hate him. 
John Early's very funny. Ellie Search Party Search Party was good though. Yeah, I watched the first season. It's this most recent season four, like it's it's like back on top again. I thought season three was kind of like middling. It was like a courtroom season. I hate mm. stuff that takes place in the courtroom, but it's back. Very fun show. It's like more ridiculous as it keeps going. I recommend it muchly. HBO Max. And I'm still watching WandaVision and still wondering why it exists. And that's basically it, TV-wise. You're ordering me out? You better get your own fucking army, pal. And I also noticed that uh, the show Dinosaurs is now on Disney+. Plus. I thought that was notable <laughs> for the fans. I'm going to I'm gonna cruise through some of those old apps, see how that show's aged. Yeah, let me know how that's aged. Yeah. I feel like poorly, but <laughs> I, I would watch it. Yeah. Um, can we watch The Departed? That sounds like a novel yes. idea. Let me get my timer ready. I Is always it? have to have it. Sometimes I start it late, and I feel like it would be... I want. We, we haven't had a perfect 90, I'll say that much, every week. We got to remind the fans what bean guys we are. We Here beaned out earlier. We like to bean out at the end. We have bean segments. Oh, oh fuck. There's Anthony Anderson's corpse. Fuck. I... It breaks your heart to see. He's so downish. Matt Damon's cleaning up the crime scene. He just killed, like, everybody. The bagpipes and the bullshit are playing. Everything he says is a lie. That what a scumbag. I just want to go on record. I'm recommending William Costigan for the Medal of Merit. <laughs> Thank God for that. Transfixing. Are we going to get what about the baby? I think we might. Oh, see, they said the name of the movie. They did the thing. At least that was subtle. Yeah, that's like a good example of what we were this talking about. This guy getting about. startled. You ready for it? <laughs> <laughs> that extra. Such a you bid. <laughs> getting actually startled not part of the flick side unfortunately fuck that's 90 you get famka in tears thank you that's how you're gonna close that one out that is Wait, what's her name that's not famka jensen. famka jensen no it's nope. uh it's vera farmiga there it is close both spicy fun babes spicier spicier folks Check us out on Twitter at Podcast Enough, on Instagram at Enough the Podcast. I'm on both both of those 
at Skip Season. Ryan, where can the fans find you on the internet? You can find me at absolutelymail.com and various dark web Craigslist uh, solicitation sites. Wow. Yep. Interesting. And uh, on 4chan. They have a whole subsection about me and, you know, it's pretty graphic. So if you're interested, um, you can actually start. It's sort of a rabbit hole and they will track your IP address. So maybe do it from an internet cafe. Could be worth the risk. Yep. I don't know. Your call, folks. That's enough. That's enough. Have a great week, everybody. Have a go. Bye. Oh.